0: Everyone, we're here today with Ashley from Ashley Nicole Photography, and I'm so excited that you're here to talk all things weddings. I'm honored and excited. Awesome! So before we get started, I would love if you could take a minute and tell our
1: listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. Um, well, I'm Ashley Nicole. I'm a film and digital wedding photographer um, based out of Omaha. So I operate a small um, boutique studio that's focused on providing my couples an exclusive service and a luxury experience. I believe in personal connection that makes my couples feel comfortable when I'm photographing them. And so because of that, I feel like it gives my photography a nice, natural, authentic and timeless feel to my images. Awesome. I think so many couples
0: now are just really, they're like, okay, I know I need a photographer, but it's really who's the right photographer. And so finding that, that intimate connection, I think is so, Mm -hmm. so, so important. Um, I would love to know, kind of give us a little bit of background on your experience
1: and how did you get started with photography? Yeah. So I'll summarize this because it can get pretty in depth otherwise. Um, so I started photography in high school as part of um, the yearbook staff. So that's when I really first got into it, purchased my first camera. Um, Post high school, though, I went to college for graphic communication design. So I thought, you know, that's kind of where I would actually make money versus photography. Photography felt at the time, I mean, it was believed to be more of a hobby for me. And um, then out of college, though, I ended up getting a job in corporate. And so I got really pulled into corporate, climbing the corporate ladder and trying to work my way up there to where photography kind of just fell all to the side. Um, I still had an interest, but just didn't have the time. And then it was in 2008. I was really big into like reading blogs at the time. And I came across um, a blogger, Jasmine Starr. And she is newer on the scene. I think she had started in 2005. So she was blogging all things photography. And I just devoured her website and everything she wrote about and just... It really reignited that interest and passion in me. And so from there, I just decided I'm going to buy a new camera. So my first camera was a Rebel. I don't even remember what version (laughs) it was. But so that was my first camera. I got the kit lens and I thought I was a photographer. Um, But I really was passionate about learning. So um, taking online courses, reading as much as I could, workshops. Um, I took a few workshops from people that came to Omaha and so that's what really like put me into photography, But I was still working full time and felt like I had to keep working full time to really fund that passion, but I had set some goals to reach. And it was in two thousand and fifteen that Jasmine Starr was having her last wedding workshop that she would be having. So it kind of comes full circle with her. So I went out to California for that workshop, And while I was there, got a call from my boss that they had laid off a bunch of people and I was one of them. So it was kind of like this moment where I realized this was my chance to pursue my passion. And I could make the choice to either try to find a new job in corporate or go full-time with my photography. And so that's what I did. So officially in February of this year, be five years full-time running my own business. Awesome.
0: I I love that story. Um, I really think anyone's journey whether it's like entrepreneurial your love story whatever there's always that turning point so i always love love hearing that that element all right so i know that we you and i have been talking and you have a lot of new projects in the works so i would love for you to share about what what your loves are outside of photography and
1: how that's all coming into play in 2020 yes yeah, so Outside of photography, I'm very avid artist, watercolor specifically, but I would say it's not traditional watercolor, more mixed media. So I will incorporate other types of mediums that a normal, like a traditional watercolorist would be like, oh, you're not a watercolor artist (laughs) because you used ceiling paint in that painting. Um, But I adore it. Um, And that's honestly the first, my first love in the art Realm was painting, Um, originally acrylic arts and oil pastels is what I did throughout college. And um, I just get really lost in my artwork when I'm engaged in it. But in 2017, Jocelyn had an art class. And so I was like, you know, I really would like to learn a little bit more about watercolor. So I signed up and I just fell in love with the atmosphere there. Um, The type of class is not your traditional, like, you know, paint by number or they're up there instructing you. It more so is really you come and you just paint. So I feel like it's more welcoming to an artist who just wants to be around people instead of by themselves. It's like open studio. Yes, exactly. It really is. Yep. And then the instructor, or I call him my mentor now, he comes around and, you know, just kind of looks at your work. And sometimes he'll look at my stuff and be like, mm-hmm, you know, <laughs> and then other times he's like, you know, uh, keep doing that keep doing what you're doing you know so it kind of helps me like gauge like you know am I really doing what you know am I heading in the right direction with this piece or not so um, or I'll I'll email him sometimes and be like you know what do you think about what should I do with this you know so I really do look at it more as like a mentoring opportunity for me to go there but then also be around a lot of the students um, are older Uh, It is on a Friday morning, so not a lot of people can just take off work. So a lot of them are retired. That's awesome. Um, And I love it. I mean, the stories and them talking about their past and their history and art, um, it's just a really cool environment. So if anybody has not had a chance to go down to the Jocelyn and take an art class or any class they offer, I do highly recommend it. Um, They're just neat. So in 2020, though, I made the goal last year to work on my art studio, art slash photography studio, I guess. Um, and so it is finished. We are sitting in it right now. It's beautiful. <laughs> so it's just nice to have, I wanted a space where I could just spread out and create and just come down here and it just be me. Um, I think that's what really inspires. So to have your own space, no matter how big or small it is, I think it's important for a creative to have a space that can go and lock themselves away and just create. Whatever that is, photography, podcasts, you know, videography, art. Um, it's good to just be able to be in that element. Totally.
0: And when you when you mentioned like just a space for your own, I was like, it's totally true. I walked in and it just like it doesn't scream. But it just emotes Ashley down here. You <laughs> know. know, it's not like when you're living with your spouse or partner or whatever and you kind of have to make compromises and decisions on the rest of your house on what it's all going to look like. like. Yeah. Just to have that space that's truly just for
1: you and you walk in and you're like, ah, I'm home. This is yeah. me. Yeah. It's funny because it's like – it was. I think I we talked about this in the past is my great grandmother was an artist and this is kind of where like the dream of my studio came from is she – I think she painted oil. I don't really remember, but farmer. So they, she had this space, though, in their home. You walked in and it was all hers. And it was just – she was a big rock collector. And so there was rocks everywhere. But then her paintings were on the wall. And it was this huge space. I think – I don't know if it was part of their garage. I can't really remember. I was young. But I just remember thinking, gosh, like, I want to be an artist. And I want my own studio. Like, I can go and just create for hours – and so to have that now, it's like a dream come true because I I never thought I really would like to be able to have that, especially in your own home. It's it's for me a dream because it just never really worked out before. So
0: totally. I love the story about your great grandmother.
1: <laughs> I know. I wish she was alive so she could see it because I think she would. Wanna I think. She, yeah, <laughs> she would. We'd come down here and paint rocks together or something. Yeah. Uh. So good. And I remember you mentioning, do you have rocks or do you have her artwork? I have her rocks. Okay. Yeah. I have a, I don't, well, I mean, she had a massive collection, so I don't have nearly as many, but yeah, when she passed and they had, before they had their estate sale, um, my grandma gave each of the grandkids and then the great grandkids part of her rock collection. So yeah. So I still have them today. I have them In different places throughout the house, but I know where they all are. Yeah. Yeah. Little piece of her. Love that. Love that.
0: Love that. Awesome. So let's kind of dig into what we wanted to talk about for couples and all of those fun things. Um, I, you know, with the podcast moving forward, and I know for you and your brand, everything, like we're both very focused on just like putting out good content for brides and grooms. So if you're planning a wedding or even if you've like recently planned your wedding, I encourage you to like listen through and give us feedback. Like, let us know what you think, especially as a bride who's gone through this. Like, would these have helped? Did you take some kinds of these examples and run with it? And how did that help you? Um, So, you know, I always ask people, what are things that you wish couples were asking you? So, you know, number one, number one thing, what do you wish couples knew?
1: For me, it's, trust your photographer mm. or for really, I mean, any of your vendors, because they're the one you're hiring and they're in that industry for a reason. Um, but your wedding day is supposed to be about you and you're supposed to be able to sit back and relax. It's, it's a, a, one of the biggest days of your life. So you should be able to enjoy it. So the last thing that you should be worrying about is what I'm doing or what another vendor is doing. Like that's what you hired them for. So if you can't trust them or you don't trust them, then maybe you should step back and think like, did you really hire the right vendor or photographer Mm -hmm. for your wedding day? Um, And if you can, then listen to them, trust them, um, know that they're going to be doing whatever they can to capture your day in the best way possible for you. Um, And if you're still kind of like hesitant early on, I always tell them, like my couples anyways, is let's talk. Let's talk through things that are important to you, have that communication up front. Um, And then as the day gets closer and closer, you're just going to feel so much more relaxed because you trust that they know what's going on. They know what key things are really important to you. And that's going to be on their radar. Um, And then I always do as part of that trusting process, like for myself, and I'm sure a lot of other vendors do this too, is having a questionnaire available for them so they can mark down those things that are important so that it's, you know, right at the front of my mind when I'm walking into that wedding day. So that would be my biggest thing is to enjoy your day, relax, and trust that we got it covered. Yeah. Well,
0: and I think it's also so interesting with the dynamic of planning versus the actual wedding day. Like a lot of couples I know like to be very involved in the planning. They love the details. They love, you know, they they may need handholding. They may not need Mm handholding, you know, but it's like they've got the lists and everything. And on the wedding day, like, believe me, you do not want to have the list in your hand. Like you want to have that all handed off to other people Mm -hmm. because as fun as all the details have been for the last year, you want to be able to live and experience that day. And I think sometimes brides still are in that like list mode when they go into their
1: wedding day. And I know like my brides love that they can like relax and trust me on the wedding day. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to produce the best work when my brides also do that. So if you think of like, in the corporate world, <laughs> from my past experience, <laughs> if you've ever had that boss where you're trying to do your work and they're constantly over your shoulder, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do that? I mean, you're feeling like, oh my gosh, like, let me just do my job. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing on a wedding day. If, if you're a bride and you're walking into the wedding day and you're constantly over all your vendors' shoulders, what are you doing? You're hindering their ability to really produce their best. Mm-hmm. So find a photographer or vendors that you love and that you can trust Then on the day of, you literally can just have a party. Yes. Agreed.
0: Um, What are your thoughts on engagement sessions as like a tool for figuring out if you like a photographer or not or if you trust a photographer or not?
1: I highly recommend it. All of my collections um, include an engagement session for that reason. Um, And I talk about that in my consultations when I meet my brides. It's an opportunity for you to see how I work. How I'm going to coach and guide you on a wedding day, not necessarily pose you. Um, And then just do you click? Do you fit together? Because connection is huge. If you don't connect with your photographer, um, especially if you don't meet them in advance of the wedding day, which is why I'm a big advocate for consultations in advance before I even book a couple. Um, because the day of you don't, you might have a personality conflict. So it's good to kind of know those things. And if you've already booked them on engagement session day, you feel you figure out like, Oh, I don't know if this is really going to work. Then either one, have a conversation with that photographer about that, or here's your opportunity to kind of maybe readdress what options you have and whether or not you want to continue on with that person.
0: Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Yeah. I also think um, also when you're hiring vendors, kind of looking at the structure of people's companies and whether or not, like you mentioned, like that personal connection, particularly for I think photographers and videographers were with you guys like 99% of the day, you know, you go to the bathroom and that's about the only time you get a break from (laughs) us. (laughs) So having that personal connection, I think is really good. And um, both photography and videography, there are companies where, you know, you get assigned someone a week beforehand and... That's who you're stuck with and you have Mm -hmm. no idea what their portfolio looks like. You have no idea if your personalities blend. And so for the best experience on your wedding day, you know, we both agree consultations and Mm -hmm. getting together like I I take my couples out for dinner and I'm like, we don't have to talk about the wedding. I just want to get to know the two of you like Mm -hmm.
1: as people. So, Right. And that's why I'm also big into providing my clients a vendor referral list. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do take note on a wedding day when I work with vendors, how well they worked with me or how well we worked together and our personalities and if they clicked. Um, And if I walk away from a wedding day and I really enjoyed working with that vendor, I'm going to put them on my list. There's no like benefit necessarily to me you know, like I'm not getting referrals, you know, (laughs) if you are getting money in the bank. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is a benefit because I know if I book, a wedding in the future with a bride and she takes that vendor list and is like, I love it. I'm going to hire these people. Then I'm going to have a great day. I already know we're going to work well together. Their so, photos are going to look phenomenal. Yes. So that's important to me as well. And, and, you know, I will add on to that or adjust that list, you know, based on feedback from my brides as well mm-hmm. post weddings. But a lot of it has to do with the relationships that I've established on a wedding day. And I know that it's going to be good for my brides. Totally. Totally. This kind of leads into what we've already talked about. But when you're a bride and you're looking, how do you know that you found the right photographer? Mm, Yes. Um, Because there is the right one. And so I'm not the type of photographer that gets an email from someone and they say, hey, I'm just interested in your pricing. Then I just shoot them an email with my pricing and then don't hear from them again, or they don't hear from me again. I, like I talked about before, I believe in that connection. So I'm going to try to get a consultation together and get to know them um, to make sure that, like, we connect, we fit. Um, and if we can't do that in person, then it's Skype or Facetime. Mm-hmm. So at least they can see me, they can hear, you know, my voice. Maybe I have a really annoying voice. <laughs> I don't know. You know, sometimes there are those people you're like, I can't stand. No, I'm just kidding. getting off topic there. Face to face, <laughs> is always better. Yeah, and you just you, it just it's important. And if anything I would just really encourage brides if a photographer is not willing to meet with you or is not encouraging that then to me that's I would question that because that's a really, total red flag. Yeah, that's really important. So and also to um looking through their it's more than looking through their images that is important um but I think first you need to understand what artistic style you enjoy, you like um what aesthetic Um, is important to you, figure those things out before you just go start looking up hundreds of photographers. Yes, Look through um, your friend's wedding images to see which images you love, Pinterest, just to see the photography out there. Once you start identifying, like, I really have, you know, I'm drawn towards bright and airy or dark and moody, then you can go out there and start looking for photographers that fit that aesthetic and meet them in person. Um, Because a lot of times I will get emails from people And they just want quotes and pricing, but they haven't even looked at my work. Mm -hmm. They don't know me. They haven't looked at me up in social media to see what kind of person I am. They just want to know the price. And I think that's the wrong way to start looking. So my biggest tip to a bride would be to figure out what type of photography you like first, then go and start looking for photographers that fit within that and your budget. I
0: completely agree. I know most of the time when I get a couple on the phone um, and I see or hear who their photographer is and it might not be a style that necessarily matches ours very well, I always ask them. And I'm like, now, just so you know, you know, we're more true color. This person's a little more, you know, dark and moody, which is a... Jargon term, which is normally kind of the more oranges and shadows and everything like that. Um, And they're like, oh, I didn't even realize. And so or even when I ask, you know, what style do you like? They're like, I don't really know. So even just having the terminology, I think, is so important to be able to identify. And I'm always like, look at your Pinterest board. Is everything white? Or is there a lot of orange? Is there a lot of, you know, blues? Is there greens? Like what Mm -hmm. colors are really popping? What's the color trend through all your images? And I think that can help you define Mm -hmm. what you like.
1: And not necessarily just their editing style, but also, yeah, are they they more in a journalist approach? Is it really posed or is it candid moments? Those things too are really going to make up the whole aesthetic of your story through imagery. So knowing what you're really drawn towards, then you can communicate that, you know, to photographers Mm -hmm. or based on the photographers you're looking up. that that's the kind of images that you really love.
0: So I wanted to ask you about your thoughts on couples when they're searching for a photographer, asking to look at um, photographers, full galleries.
1: They definitely should. Yeah, for sure. Because, um, you what we put out there as a photographer and what I'm sharing images, I'm gonna showcase my best work, obviously. But you need to see, especially if you're going from a dark church into an outdoor lighting, and then you're going into a reception that's got a lot of fluorescent lights, you need to know that the photographer is skilled in various lighting situations. And you're not, I mean, let's be really honest, you're not going to get like the same lighting from a photographer from venue to venue to venue. So you need to know that they can adjust and adapt to those situations. And the only way you're going to know that is by looking through a full gallery and seeing how they handle those situations and scenarios. And then also like how they handle family formals, because a lot of times we're not always posting those photos, Um, how they handle details or whatever else might be important to you from an image standpoint. Um, And if they can't provide you that or you look through it, I mean, that's your opportunity to ask questions and kind of get to know more about their skill and their ability. Um, And it kind of touches on a little trend that I see as well. Um, If you go to an Instagram account and you're looking through a photographer's images and every single bride looks like a model, Mm. then you definitely should be asking to see more real brides because styled shoots... Um, are very popular nowadays. And a lot of people use that that to build their portfolio. But if that's all they're showcasing, then you need to really ask because how you pose, how you direct a real bride (laughs) compared to a model is two different things. And on your wedding day, you want to make sure that they know how to, to coach and guide you as a real bride versus a model. 100%.
0: 100%. And I think going off of that, that's a benefit of in person consultations or even FaceTime is that for us as vendors, we get to, A, you know, obviously we know where your venues are, everything like that. We can show you something similar to that, but also we get to see you mm-hmm. and like go back through our galleries and say, hey, who's someone that looks similar to you? And you can look at those and see yourself really in that wedding day versus comparing hair color or just. It really goes into the, the comparison game that our society just
1: yeah. <laughs> likes to Well, and it's tr- true emotion, right? Because on a styled shoot, your model is being so coached and it's not real, right? Totally. So there's no real connection between that fake couple. <laughs> but on a real wedding day, like it's totally different. So um, I would just say that's just a tip to keep an eye out. I mean, when you're looking through those things on a website – A lot of them use that to build their portfolio and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, but also like to see a mix of a real wedding and real couples and how that's captured. That's a very good point. Yes. So everybody can try to hold me accountable to this (laughs) because I don't know how successful I'll be, but going into 2020, I mean the things we've talked about today are things I feel like there's kind of a gap maybe out there, especially maybe in Nebraska, of where brides can go and be educated. So there's, I mean, tons of things for photographers out there. We have groups and there are some groups for brides, but it's, I think that brides need to be educated from a photographer or videographer standpoint sometimes as well. So going into 2020, I'm going to try to do some vlogging or video blogging, <laughs> uh-huh. but from an educational piece for brides. So things that, you know, we touched on a few things, but why maybe a first look is important or is it right for you? Um, timelines, contracts from a bride's standpoint, not totally. necessarily from a photographer standpoint, um, but why certain things are important, important on their wedding day to where they can actually have some advice and education around that. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Anything to help uh, brides. I think it's really
0: difficult when you look at national publications and help and advice and everything like that compared to what actually your local area and market right. looks like. Yes. So I think having something um, tailored for Nebraska couples will be
1: yeah fantastic. Just the more yeah. help, the better. Exactly. Because I was Googling a question and I was like, I cannot find anything. And it was really frustrating. I found some things like on bride blogs on like Australia or someplace else. But I was like... This isn't like if I was a bride right now, you would think there's a ton out there outside of like the knot and things like that. Right. But from a local standpoint, there wasn't a ton. I mean, we have a, a couple things. Your mm-hmm. podcast is amazing. But outside of that, like we don't have a ton. And so I think there should, there's a, definitely an opportunity there. So that's my goal. Um, so hopefully, you know, people can go to my website, totally. we'll start to see that coming in 2020. Obviously on Instagram as well. Um, so they awesome. can look me up for that information.
0: Well, tell everyone where where they can
1: find you. Give us the website, the Instagram, all of the things. So it's ashley-nicole.net for my website and blog. Um, also you can find some of my art stuff on there. And then on Instagram and Facebook, it's Ashley Nicole Creative. Awesome.
0: Well, fantastic. Well, thank yeah. you so much for sharing and being here. And uh, I look forward to seeing everything coming in 2020. But then also working together to yes get some for more sure. things together. Thank you for so, having me. I, yeah.
1: It was fun. Awesome.